What up, y'all? It's Taylor Hart here from Respect My Region, and we are on episode 19 of Blunt Talk this week. It is episode 19. Uh, They are cruising by, and I'm super, super, super stoked uh, to have Anthony Danza joining me for 19. Uh, This, I feel like, has been such a long time coming. I've been following your music for so long, and we chopped it up on Fresh Juice uh, a couple of years ago, with Z Money and Pint Size Patron um, over on Rainier Avenue Radio. Um, But to be able to connect with you one-on-one and be able to chop it up, um, it's just super, super happy and super excited to have you on the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, Yeah. we kind of go back a a ways now and shout out to D Money and shout out to um, uh, Juice Radio. Always supporting me. That was a a dope time and uh, and, a... a dope opportunity to get on there with you guys um, when it happened. So yeah, shout out to all that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to uh, Mitch, quite frankly, because Mitch is really the one who truly put me on. Um, I had already heard your name around, but I hadn't really like tapped in too heavy at all. And then Mitch was like, no, for real, for real, you need to sit down and listen. And then I did. And I was like, okay, you're right. <laughs> I had been sleeping for a second. And then I jumped in and it, it's literally like everybody I talked to lately, I'm like, yo, you're that new dancer. <laughs> and hey. then I have to share it with them. So I'm, I'm, you could probably say that at this point in time, I'm pretty damn obsessed. <laughs> and like my playlist is heavy with you on it and it's just heavy, constant rotation. And I get into these moods all the time. <laughs> so right now it's on you. <laughs> that is a blessing. And yes. yeah, big shout out to Mitch. Um, always been um, supportive and, uh, you know, championing not only my stuff, but, um, the local scene and um really building infrastructure which i really highly look up to you know um it's one thing to um you know get get head nods and in, in uh you know in, in gratification from um you know your peers and um the local systems that help build a scene but um you know beyond that to see people um help build an infrastructure and a scene from nothing or from you know a, a real minimal places is a beautiful thing to see it's 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 a selfless thing uh people people don't realize how much work and how much hate and how much like unnecessary it is to um to do these things you know to cover local rap artists and musicians and and things like that because most people you know um you know, it's obviously not a paid gig. We do this for passion um, in hopes that it will pay off someday or hopefully that we just figure it out. So I really tip my hat to people that that um, are really building in this community and, you know, with people like yourself and like us, you know, where this came from, Mitch, you know, shout out. You're looking out, Mitch. Yeah, good looks, Papa Mitch. We appreciate you indefinitely. Those guys are out in New York right now um, connecting. I think they're at a cannabis like trade show or convention or something out there right now. Um, so shout out to them because they're bringing, you know, the Northwest to to the rest of the, the globe at this point. You know, we're all over the place now. So it's, it's great. Uh, love those guys. Truly love working with them. So. Um, now, before we get too far, uh, I got a little sidetracked and I didn't even introduce my blend of the week before I sparked it. Um, I got Puffin Farms, uh, Strawberry Cough. It's all gone because I've already rolled it all up besides this little 
little guy here, this little nuggy. Um, but the, her strawberry cough is just super tasty, and they're like pesticide-free, clean green, sun-grown flowers. So it's that good, good um, that I I thoroughly enjoy. So no pesticides ever, please. Anyways, uh, you big on smoking at all? Do I be what? Would you say? Are you big on smoking at all or CBD at all? Yeah, you know what? I move in and out of um of, of uh my smoking tendencies. You know, some yeah. months I'll be crazy, and some months, you know, I'm really pulling back and making sure that um I'm just taking care of everything. So it goes in waves. When I'm in the studio a lot, I'm definitely smoking, um, making beats and producing. Um, I smoke a lot. I really try to not be high. Um when it comes to mixing music it just for some reason i've always had just an altered you know state of mind that doesn't favor um you know details i feel like and that's not the same for a lot of people i feel like when i'm on a good one everything always sounds good i enjoy everything so i want to be at my lowest you know when i'm when I'm uh, proofreading or you know editing things to make sure that it is you know it's actually absolutely the best when i'm at my lowest you, you know if that makes sense that uh, no that absolutely does i can relate to that uh entirely uh because sometimes when i get too high when i'm trying to do things i i either can't focus because my mind is too stimulated and i'm all over the place and so i get frustrated with myself when i'm trying to hone in and focus and i get distracted by everything um or it's the opposite where the weed was too strong and just completely shuts off my mind so i just look at it and then i'm just staring off into space and then I can't even, again, can't even focus on it. So I totally understand that, um, which is why I reach for like, it It depends on what I'm doing as to what I'm smoking. So like I'll smoke certain things for, you know, certain things, but that's interesting um, that it's, it's in the mixing process to where you want to be that sober. And I, I can understand that. I just, I, you're probably the first person that has ever said that that they're sober for the mixing, but would like to be high when they're creating. And that's interesting. That's super interesting to hear, but like logically I totally get it. I'm really involved in, in, in all the process, in all the stages of my music, mixing, especially to me that is, is, I mean, creating obviously is, is the, the bulk chunk of music. Um, but mixing it is where, is, is where, um, like the greats turn greater in, and then the goods stay, you know, okay, um, you know. And then when it comes to mixing, when it comes to when I'm when I'm blowing, everything sounds good to me. Like it just, I'm in a vibe, you know. Everything is yeah. like yeah, that's jamming. When I listen back in the studio, and let's not get it fucked up. When you're in the studio, those uh, those speakers are jamming so hard and so loud. Mm-hmm. Like everything sounds good on on the studio speakers. Yeah. So I really have to um, go into mixing sessions with my uh with my game face on you know you know i'm really going to war i'm really trying to get the best sound I'm trying to get things to cut through yeah. a certain way so you know i'm really focused when it comes to to doing that not to say that i won't catch a mi- mixing session you know where i i'm i'm high from earlier or you know i'm feeling like i need a boost or something like that and have yeah. a different moment. but generally speaking i stay pretty sober for uh, mixing my music yeah, I mean that, and that's one of the more crucial um, 
points too uh in in the whole process of making and releasing music is the mix because if your mix is whack well then it's not going to be well received in general even if your your production was good or even if you got dope ass bars you know nobody's going to be listening to it if their ears hurt when it's being played you know so (laughs) the mix is is a super crucial part so um that that's that's cool to hear that that's your approach to it. I love hearing about people's like creative process and like what they're thinking when they go into those modes. Cause like it's such a huge part of my life. And I know like what I do in those moments, I'm constantly always high though. So, you know, what type of high I am at that time, you know? Um, but, but highly respectful too to go in there and like just be in the zone with it and and really own it um because the you're uh, at the end stage like what you present has always been super super fire and reflective of how um uh what's the word that i'm looking for how uh much you work towards it how much you're involved you know what i mean right. yeah no, I'm. You know what? I'm in just as much as I am a rapper. I'm a producer, and I love producing mm-hmm. other artists um, as well. Um, and I'm all for it. Like whatever it takes for you to be your tallest, most confident, biggest self. Like I'm with it. If you got to do something else, that's crazy. That I, that I don't do. Like I'm like whatever it takes. I know rappers that gotta have weed in their hand. They don't even have to smoke it. They gotta have weed in their <laughs> hand. Yeah. For them to feel unstoppable, and um, when when they're rapping, and those make the best. Um, that makes the best art to me. It really does. And people have weirder rituals, quite honestly, than weed. Like (laughs) there's a lot of other weird rituals out there or different rituals out there too. So, you know, it's, it's whatever really that gets you into the zone and gets you into your mode and can produce the best. I'm a huge advocate for just being the best you that you possibly can be. And so whatever that takes, you know, you don't need to let peer pressure tell you how you need to be in the studio or how you need to be operating. You know what I mean? It's whatever feels good in you. So I'm all about that for sure. All about that. Agreed. Yeah. And you mentioned that you did a lot of protection for a lot of other people and whatnot as well. Uh, do you find producing for yourself easier or for producing for other people easier? I think producing for other people is easier in in the aspect of um, just taking the things that you have around you and you know and in, in, in making the best out of it. I, I think I have a good knack for getting the best out of somebody. I know, you know, when I look at somebody as an artist, you know, when it comes to artist development, what they do well and what they maybe don't do well, and to be able to accentuate the good things and fold back the things that aren't so great and make that artist glow the most, like the, the most optimal glow, I think that's um I think that's a strength in me as a producer um producing for myself you know i always make the beats and find the beats and the sounds that i naturally gravitate towards so that part's easy when it comes to making songs you know i don't know why like self-produced people i feel like we're a little bit easier on each on ourselves which isn't a good thing like you know if i'm, in booth, I'm if i'm in the booth with somebody else and i'm out here coaching somebody i demand somebody to sing the note right it's mm-hmm. great. And sometimes when I'm in there, sometimes I'll be like, ah, that's all right, but I think it'll pass. I think it'll be good. <laughs> that's like, that's not the mindset, you know? So right. In my head. 
you know, when I'm doing my own records, be like, man, do I, am I demanding the same, um, you know, level that I would demand somebody else? I got to keep that, that bar set. So. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to separate yourself from your craft and from your art and really get that outside perspective on it and see it from a different angle. You know, sometimes it's really hard to do that. Um, but I think it, it's also important to have that self-reflection in a way that you can kind of try and step outside of your own personal self to try and really motivate your own self to do better. Like you're saying, you know, like sometimes you're a little too easy on yourself and, and, and it can be hard when you're so attached to it, you know, you don't want to beat yourself up or nothing, but there's been plenty of times where I've been in the middle of something and I like take a moment and sometimes the weed really helps with that, with me looking at it from a different perspective. But there's been moments where I look back and I'm like, that was trash the fuck did I write just there or something? You know what I mean? I'm like, I need to do better, but it's also, I don't know. You just don't want to beat yourself up. Right. <laughs> it's a I've, hard seen, I've seen it on both ends of the spectrum. I've seen the genius in, in, uh, you know, just doing, doing whatever comes to you and, and letting it kind of just spew out there in the moment and how natural and, and, and how it just falls in, in, in line. But then I've also, you know, been a part of things where, to fight for that perfect take or to get it, do it until you get it right or making mm -hmm. sure that's polished makes the best record as well. So I think as a producer or somebody that is, you know, creating records, it's just, it's, it's important for you to acknowledge what you have in front of you. And if it's this on this side, then you're playing to that magic. And if it's all the way down here and it's that, that thing that you're doing where you have to really be a coach or you have to really polish this or edit it a lot or whatever it is, or you don't, it's more organic. You just got to figure out what you're dealing with and then kind of go with it. And, um, you know, good producing is, is, is to me is like, like a lack of producing. The more you can let the energy just take it and then you just kind of guide it is like when you're in the best space, like that, really is, you know, is, a uh, is is a thing yeah that natural organic feeling to it too is always like i don't know it, it always has the best like chills for me you know when it just kind of naturally flows and it feels organic it just feels right and there's when, no reason to fight against that when you can feel honesty like as a person that's why people like that's what the real factor is you know what i'm saying yeah. like you feel some sort of honest moment with with something whether it be the way someone plays something or the way someone says something and those are the things that connect so mm -hmm. you know to let to find that sweet spot where you're being honest and being true but also you know giving something that's you know deemed you know quality or something that's you know mm -hmm. people want to listen to you know that's the you got to be <laughs> yeah it's a it's a fine balance between it um but i mean talking about your discography and and the reception of it shit you put out so many albums <laughs> i got plenty from the past like just year i got probably like three different projects of yours that really like resonated with me when you put them out and then a few other projects that like i listened to it and i'm like this is banging still but it didn't necessarily resonate as strongly with me and it's also about creating that diverse group so that you can get as many audience members as possible too um and that's part of the the honest factor of it too i think is also showcasing the different sides of yourself and connecting that with the different you know demographics that your music will reach so it's a it's a beautiful harmony when all those things are just hitting 
Um, and so uh, shifting on into some of your more recent projects, uh, like New Jack Danza that just dropped uh, a few months ago. Uh, let's talk about that guy a little bit because it's um, the one that's literally on my playlist right now on my money mix on Spotify and title. Um, I probably have like three or four of your songs off of New Jack Danza on there. Hey. As well as a couple others. Um, but uh, what was it like? Talk about like a little bit of the process of making that because you produced quite a bit on there as well as um, working with a couple of other producers. So kind of like a cohesive um, sound that came from it. Definitely, you know, embracing that Teddy Riley, uh, New sure. Jackson sound. Um, but yeah, talk a little bit about that because that seems like your like bread and butter sound. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I've been, you know, since I kind of like got the blueprint of, you know, my sound that I was going for in these last few years, I've been able to kind of like have this gravity where I'm getting a lot of producers coming at me now that, that make similar stuff. And I've been mm -hmm. able to find like a lot of great production. Um, so I'm producing myself also, um, I'm using other producers right now and I'm getting so much amazing production that I'm able to kind of like like microbes like micro dose you know like pockets of different type of sounds like i'm getting so yeah. much stuff now all of a sudden you know i got a sound that sounds like early 80s and then i got a sound mm. that sounds like late 80s or a sound that sounds like um like new wave you know or and right. so the new jack danza stuff came you know i was getting this late 80s early 90s around that new jack city new jack swing era um, I'm getting these type of records and, you know, I got one, I got two, I got three, and I'm not sure exactly, you know, where I'm going with these, but I love the records. And, and soon enough, I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to put these together and theme, you know, and theme them since I've been going so hard with, you know, these retro jams that mm -hmm. it only um, makes sense to me to kind of give, you know, a little theme project or, you know, uh, just the, the certain collections of the, of the space that I'm in or the season that I'm in at the time. So, the new Jack Danza stuff was all stuff that was kind of around my memory of those of those certain years, and they all don't necessarily have a new Jack swing to them. A new Jack, you know, the new Jack right. swing was a certain type of a drum pattern. It was like on the triplet swing that mm. you know Teddy Riley and uh, you know probably a bunch of other ones, Devonte swing and um, mm -hmm. you know a few others. They kind of um, got the. Um, you know the, the badge for that era sound so they don't they don't necessarily have all the new jack elements but you know to take from that era and give my representation of them you know i took right. a lot of, i took a lot of r&b songs like mm -hmm. r&b records if you look at my image i look like i'm about to sound like run dmc but <laughs> the music doesn't sound like that it's very right. melodic it's very r&b driven it's very i mean obviously i'm rapping and we're hustling over it but sonically you know mm -hmm. it's a taken from you know a lot of r&b records yeah i mean like a lot of your hooks i can sing in the shower you know and i don't i can groove to it while you come in in the verses and and give us some like you know very honest and truthful bars a lot of times about like your your life and stuff so it's a it's a nice marriage of the two and I feel like also like just benefits you in the long run because you can hit so many different people, you know, you can get the guys to listen to you and women to love you as well because of that. 
And I love that em embracing that sound as well. I think the West Coast really does have that flavor to it, though. That Absolutely. It has that universal appeal because it's just got that fun bounce, which you really, really do a good job of of honing in on. So um, it, it's been wonderful to listen to all of the different um, soundscapes and different stuff from the BBS diary stuff to, you know, straight talk and armor all and, and everything. It's, um, it's just been so cool, especially because you, you've been putting them out so rapidly and, and so finished as well when you put them out that it's not like you're just making them and throwing them out there. It's like, it's, it's a full package to it. And, and it's, uh, it's incredible. It's, it's tiring for me to watch just thinking about how much effort that you have to put into it. I know you're working on something else right now too. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, you know, and I take pride in, in having like a, a really polished finished prod project or product. Um, yeah. You know, and I try not to be somebody that is like, I'm working, I'm working, I'm over here, I'm working, check it out, studio. You know, I try to give little glimpses here and there and try to, um, you know, just give small windows so I don't oversaturate, um, you know, myself and and uh, my community and my fans and, and everybody else. Because I want it to be special because it's special to me. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, lots of work, lots of work going into um, to these records, um, you know, lots of weeks and months of mixing and making sure we got right things there's lots of stuff that you know, that we made that didn't make it and lots of times where we had features um even big name features that didn't go on record just because you know just the music you know we didn't feel like it was it was there yet so right. you know, there's a lot of um there's a lot that goes into it you know and hopefully the people that know my catalog and learn my catalog they understand what kind of bar is set and you know in where i stood you know in with my you know the importance that I have for for funk, you know, in 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 production and um, yeah. you know just paying homage to people before me. That's really what it is. Is all the stuff that we came up from before, just you know, being close to it, loving it, understanding what they what they did and what they uh, went through to get the sound that they got. Trying to just follow in the footsteps and and kind of continue that. It's beautiful. Um, have I been seeing you use a talk box lately? I've had a talk box for a long time and um, <coughs> won't play it too much. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but I have because my I, I my talk box is old and I need like some like some other type of like um, like amp power to it. It's not like uh -huh. these talk boxes where you can just plug it in. So mine's kind of a little bit tougher to work. But um, shout out to Bosco. Um, I definitely was an early investor to his electro spit, and I haven't made good on on redeeming my electro spit. He's got a he's got a tubeless talk box now where you put it on your 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 neck or your throat, and it makes the vibration outside, and then you can just speak without having the tube in your mouth, which is is a Damn. pretty genius move of him. And um, I like playing the talk box. I love playing synths and leads and keyboards and stuff like that. So in talk boxes for me is played through there. So that's a that's fun for me. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of that right there. It's uh it, it adds such a cool depth when you get all of those different elements together. So it's cool to see um 
any any producer or any artist who who dabbles in a lot of different things and explores different things like people who just stick to one instrument or one thing or you know you can master that but at the end of the day you're a little dull and you know you need that dynamic range so it's kind of cool to see you explore all the different things uh and sounds i'm uh i'm a huge fan of it huge fan of it um, I'm just a huge fan of those uh, early and like the whole 80s for hip hop and early 90s. I'm a huge fan of that sound as well. So, um, uh, yeah, again, right back there. Kind of obsessed with your music right now. So <laughs> I can go on gushing about it for days. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I appreciate that. Do you have good taste? That's how I feel. You have good taste. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yes. What has been one of your favorite projects to work on lately? I mean, I'm close to them all. Like, I'm passionate mm -hmm. about all of them. Um, so, yeah. um, I really, you know, I knew BBS Diaries too. I knew when that was rounding up, that was going to be like a big trajectory for my career. I just knew it. I knew there was a lot of um, just great songs on there i knew what was going on in like the climate of west coast music at that time you know larry june's just on his ascension london drugs is cooking there's a whole bunch of um you know guys in in this sub industry that are kind of you know popping up currency is doing better than ever so i'm like okay you know i'm like right in line with this and i got you know some i got some heat it's right on time it's very creative it's very you know it's very ingenious how we kind of let the samples left them alone do we didn't add to them um you know and let them let them sound like 80 songs and um you know so bbs diaries 2 is still today my best-selling project um obviously because big body you know we, yeah. we went crazy with that and um you know it, it did well so that was kind of like the, the catalyst for that but um i knew that i knew that that tape was going to be was was going to be special when it, when it was getting ready to drop it, yeah, uh, I loved that album so much. That was definitely one of my my top ones. Um, I mean, it was in my my top twenty list. Did I do twenty four that year? I don't remember. Um, Thanks but, for the shout out, Seattle Times. Though that was a um, that was yeah. a cool accomplishment, and I yeah, you know, I appreciate that we were able to to kind of share that connection together. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well deserved, quite honestly. There's so many talented people out here who put out so many different sounds and different things that it's always so hard for me to narrow it down at the end of the year, but. What I, what I always go back to is, um, you know, there'll be a morning where I just wake up and I reflect on the year and like what I listen to the most and like I'll like run through all of these different songs or so and, you know, and whatever stood out to me and whatever was like playing through the heaviest, you know, that's usually what I go for, for my list, you know, regardless if somebody else had like a super, super banging album, if it didn't hit me in my soul, it's not going to personally hit my top tier list, even though I can recognize and respect um, some of them, like Jarv D's um, album, the Bad Colors album, I think it was, that he just put out. Super banging album. Loved it, loved it. Didn't listen to it a whole lot. Didn't resonate with me, so that one didn't make my list. But, you know, things like BBS Diaries, in rotation heavy for me. So I had to put it in there. So, right. you know, there's, there's certain things, um, 
that that I weigh out and it's like whatever stood out to me the most and and gets stuck in my head that's the big thing if you can get stuck in my head too there's no doubt that you're gonna make my list so um and you got some catchy motherfucking hooks <laughs> so <laughs> man i follow the formula of funk music i mean i can't go wrong i'm really yeah. doing from the greats yeah so. and if i can groove to it that's even better so i'm all about that i'm all about it um i think on Instagram recently, I think I saw you uh, in some photos with uh, uh, DJ Kwan and Little Upi in uh, Japan. Is that right? Did I see that? Yes, I think that was 2000. I think it was right before the pandemic. We were out there. Yeah, I think I just saw um, Upendo share some photos recently of that. Um, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, uh, can I hear a little bit about that trip? Any details? Yeah, Jake was like, "Man, we go, we go, uh, we playing tuxedo in uh, in Tokyo." He's uh -huh. like, "This might be," and he, he's so humble. He's always, you know, will say some some slick shit like this. This is probably gonna be the last time, you know. Like while while we're out here, you know, you might want to come catch it. Check, you know, he'll be out there again. They're gonna be yeah, just, for sure. Um, I fucking I love tuxedo. Right. So you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm taking, you know, I'm taking you up on that and get out there. Um, he's like, yeah, oops, coming out here. Obviously I got the chance to, um, to, to link in and run around with their band for the, um, for the whole week. And Mayor Hawthorne, um, is incredible and he's, he's cool and he's into fashion and they're yeah. all, they're all music snobs. They're all fighting for the radio. They're all playing dope songs that you never heard that you got to ask like, what song is this? And like, like that's, that's my jam. I love I love shit like that. Like yeah. you know, it's just a big game of putting you know, putting people on the shit. Oh, you didn't know about this? Oh, you didn't know about this. Oh, you didn't know about this. <laughs> that's like the best gift. That's the best gift you can give. Yes. Sharing something with somebody that they end up like falling in love with or you know becoming completely obsessed with is something that I cherish and I love to do. And that just happens to be either, you know, usually in the cannabis or music space for me. So I like to curate, you know, different music profiles for people. So, uh, you know, that whole sharing um, things with people that they've never heard or seen or in any aspect is just so fun. And I think there's so much life out there that it's hard for everybody to see everything and do everything. So if you can take people and show them different things, that's so rad. And that just keeps building on the community of everything. So um, I thought that was just so cool to see some of those photos and shit. Um, Cause it's so cool oh, that, you know, generations as well. You know, Jake one is, is huge absolutely huge and then appendo more just being you know carrying on jay moore's legacy out here and just seeing that connection too was really cool so um proud to hear that that was, was just like a cool trip <laughs> just nothing but just amazing vibes the whole time everybody yeah. you know, is just trying to eat good food trying to go find records trying to you know go grab a drink and, and you know and listen to some good music and laugh like there's no time spent on nothing you know like on nothing evil or petty or anything like that it's yeah. just all like trying to maximize every moment and i love being around you know any anyone like that that's i mean 
I feel like I do a good job keeping people around me that are on that tip because that's how I want to spend my days. But that was definitely a trip that was all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Has music taken you anywhere else that really stood out or was just like a really cool experience to go and do? Definitely. Um, I mean, I think I've been around the world a couple times now, you know, dealing um, with, with music, um, visiting uh, Jay Parks out there and um, running around with Raz and Greece taking us on tour and, you know, all through Europe and, you know, over to Asia, Dubai, all kinds of places. So um, definitely, yeah. yeah. I don't even know where to start. But it's, <laughs> Lots of places. Yeah, yeah, big blessings. Well, is there any like one bucket list place or like bucket list um, show or venue that you would want to perform at that you haven't yet? I don't even know if I could say that yet. I, I still feel like I have more exploring to do, you know, mm -hmm. to, to even have that, like. To find that to, place. Yeah, that, that question has such finality to it. Like, it's, I gotta have a better answer than that. I definitely got places that I love going. Um, uh -huh. I lo love going to, um, every time I've ever been to Paris, it's been always, you know, it's inspiring, super inspiring. Tokyo is crazy. Tokyo is, is, is an amazing place. They have so much humility and respect for everything that everything they do is like is done well they, everything you know they yeah. won't give you they won't give you when you buy something they won't give it to you until it's packaged up and wrapped up just gorgeous like at, at some point it takes so long you're like just give it to me they're like no like they have to wrap it up in like seven seven packages and boxes and then put it in in, in the in the bag <laughs> Everything's got to be done perfect but like that's just the way they are and it's yeah. really cool to watch a society you know that's just built out of that, out of that energy. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way you are with your music, I guess, too, though. <laughs> you know, you got to make sure it's packaged up and all night neat, you know, and then you release it. <laughs> so My you God. share a lot of similarities there. <laughs> right. That's yeah. rad, though. Music yeah. is like being a chef. Like when you create the certain, like the perfect bite and you want to share that bite with somebody, you know, what, what you think it's the best. I feel like that's the same thing with art, not even music, with art. Like you're giving what your perfect bite is, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then once somebody eats it and they love the way that tastes, they can't get enough of it. And that mm. is usually uh, me with certain things. When I discover a new artist and it like really resonates in my ear, I binge listen and I just go through a whole phase of just like completely listening to nothing but that basically and what other sounds are like that. So it's a, it's a cool something super cool because you binge because you binge listen like that do you feel like you skip around looking for favorite songs do you get pulled into certain albums and listen for certain vibes and certain albums more do you feel like when you get into new artists or artists that you're discovering do you feel like they try to speak to you album by album or do you think it's just like all over the place do you even look for that so I'm definitely like, so usually what will happen is like, I'll be on like Spotify or Tidal or something. Um, 
or even honestly at a show, like, uh, there's been plenty of times even at shows where I've, I've had this moment where like somebody will perform a song and I just like get obsessed, but more often than not, like a random single will come through on like my daily mix on Spotify or something. And that single will catch my attention. And so I'll go find like whatever album it was on, or if it was just like a single release, you know, I'll go see if they have any albums. If they have an album, I'm a start to finish kind of person. I won't shuffle it. I, I want to listen to it from the beginning to the end to really get that, you know, the meaning, like the, the, the sequencing of those tracks, you know, there's, there's a reason why they're in that order, you know, more, more often than not, I, you know, I guess some artists don't actually think about that, but more often than not, there's, there's a sequence and there's a story that's being told by that artist. And so it's like reading a book, you know, you need to go from the start to the finish. And so I do feel like, um, I get to know artists that way. And I, there's some artists that I've never even met, but I know a lot about them and the way that they are and their soul through their music. So um, when you were asking me if, if, if I find that the artists speak through me or speak to me that way, absolutely. Um, and so I'm also like a really uh, super deep researcher. And so I'll go and if I find a new artist, I'll go and Google them. I'll read any interviews that have been published, any articles on them. I'll start digging through their social medias. Like I go to the case. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll like create a whole file in my brain of who they are and like, I go super, super deep with it um, because like I, I, I was kind of saying before we went live, like I'm just like, I like to connect with people and I like to hear people's stories and learn about different things and experience different, you know, experiences. I wish I had traveled more, but that's what I'm going to be doing, you know, later in my life. I'm building up to it. But as far as right now, like I've had you know, so I've made so many connections with people and finding a new artist, like I connect to music in a very emotional way. And so when I find a new artist that I that really resonates me, and I can connect to them through their music and learn all about them without even having like met them, like, it's such a beautiful thing for me. So, um, you know, there's, there's a ton of artists on Spotify that I've found or title that I found that I, I, have connected through on social media as well. I've randomly DM them and been like, or shared their stuff on my story and tagged them and stuff. And, and there's a few people that I've been friends with for, you know, socially on social media, I should say like virtually friends with for, for years because of that whole method. So it's, uh, it's really cool to be able to do that and then to have a platform to be able to share those people and uplift them as well and, and share their music to more of an audience. Um, it's, it's something that I literally spend time doing almost every single day is that is just searching for i listen to music every day so that's i a good, constantly that's a, that's a good life yeah um yeah i mean i get to sell weed listen to music and just meet people and and learn about different lifestyles and 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 different cultures and and other people's experiences and it's uh, you know, it, I absolutely love it. So I'm grateful to be able to connect with people like yourself, um, you know, who have all these different experiences and, and I've connected so heavily with your music that it's, it, these are the moments that I love and I live for. So, um, yeah, long winded answer for you, but, but yeah. it's, 
it's that's what it is you know <laughs> that is what my life is what you spend your time focusing on making your music and putting it all together like that's what i'm doing when i'm like laying on my floor listening to you know my daily daily mixes or different records that I pick up or, you know, whatever recommendations. I'll also just like scroll through social media and see what po people are posting about and, and then listen to it and explore from there. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different avenues I take for it, but it's good. It's Absolutely. gratifying, I would say. It's definitely gratifying for me to do this work. So, uh, so yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming on, even though you are Mr. Busy um, working on things. But um, the Tonight Show, I'm sure, is going to be uh, insane. <laughs> yeah, DJ yeah. Fresh, the Tonight Show featuring Anthony Danza is coming soon. It should be, it should be out before. Um, it should be out around the middle of the summer. I'm guessing. I just sent uh, Fresh the um, the turned in um, album, pretty much almost probably like 90% of it. He just hit me back. He was like, man, it's slapping. I'm over here listening to it right now. So um, oh, yeah. I'll get the details worked out and get that thing moving out fast. It's very, very vintage DJ Fresh. Um, just more that old school Bay Area influence, which is really 80s R&B influenced. Yeah. Um, you know, just good vibes and slaps, you know, you know, with sprinkled over just, you know, some of my, my, my truth in my life. Love it. Are we going to get a, an event to go with that too? Are we going to get a dance of performance? We, I'm going to I'm going to go out and I don't have it scheduled yet, but I'm going to say yes right now for sure. My band has been fucking shit up. Um, we were just up in Bellingham. We're over in a, uh, we're in Seattle, I think, on July 27th for this Devin the Dude show. But um, besides that, I'm feeling real good about the live set. So whenever I get the chance to um, to bless y'all and pop up, I'm going to do that here in Seattle real soon. It's, yep, yep, yep. The show is nice right now. It feels good. Yes. I cannot wait to see that. Uh, I will be there. And I will be there for Devin the Dude. And definitely. I fucking love Devin the Dude. I remember seeing him at the Crocodile uh, I don't even remember what year it was. It was a few years back now. It was pre-pandemic, but um, that is the one and only time I have smoked uh, a joint in the crocodile was at a Devin mm. the Dude show. I could not believe it. It felt so wrong to me. <laughs> it's going to be vibes. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be funky. It's going to be groovy. It's going to, the musicality is going to be on 10. It's going to be good. It's going to feel yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so super super pumped for it uh anything else like any other projects that you have like maybe tucked in the cut or any other like artists you might be working with or anything on any of their projects that we could be looking for i definitely got um a big a big project coming this um this fall winter after the tonight show um i might squeeze in something else before 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 the album that i'm talking about but i've been kind of stashing records for a good while now and i got a nice collection that um that i'm gonna come with here soon and i'm excited for that i got some really dope records the same way that i that i felt about um the bbs diaries too is the same way I feel about this. This um, this one y'all get we'll, we'll get at the uh, the top of the year, like December, January, something like that. But Ooh. I got some special shit. Um, not to, not to say that that I don't feel you know 
everything is that I work on is special, but these these ones will be extra special. I feel like yeah. I'm, I've been stashing stashing some of the good shit. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. That's super exciting. Uh, all right. Well, now I want to ask, uh, shift it just a little bit um, because this is something that um i was just thinking about and craving to go do um but digging for records do you go digging often at all for records or are you a digital digger at all um i do both so whenever i'm at, usually whenever i'm out of town that's just mm -hmm. something that you know is a good excuse to go hit the pavement and go see some of the city just go find out where there's some record shops go see what you can kind of, um, you know, find. It's always like a good travel memento too, like to mm -hmm. get a couple pieces of vinyl and be like, ah, man, I got this when I was in a, in a, in Peru or when I was over in, you know, Dubai or wherever you're at, you know, you can kind of connect those things. So, so that's a dope thing. Um, but I wouldn't say I am a crazy record digger collector because there's some serious, there's some serious dudes out there that are there, you know, that take this shit seriously. So um, I'm gonna say, yeah, you know, I'm just probably just a normal digger. Um, and then when it comes to digital digging, um, I definitely get taken down the uh, the rabbit hole on YouTube. You know, just like anybody else, when you know, mm -hmm. you're always finding stuff that you didn't know. My history, you know, what my parents listened to, laid a really good foundation for me. So I know a lot of records already. Like I. I, I pretty seasoned in that department but that doesn't that doesn't mean shit We're, you're always finding new songs that you never right. heard of um always running into new you know new records new stories new oh i didn't know he produced this now you listen to it a different way you know all that stuff happens every single day so yeah the digging never stops <laughs> absolutely uh i've literally like i i've been craving like a dig session i'm not like i'm not super serious about it and i'm not like also not trying to find like the best sample and like trying to you know one up everybody on that because i'm not a producer um but i am always trying to find coveted records that are like you know hard to find or you know you never know what you're gonna dig up in a 99 cent bin as well so um but it's just something i want to i want to go digging so bad so um you know, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, as a producer yourself, I just, I always want to know like production wise, what people are, are going out and doing and looking for. So it's good to hear some, some perspective from other people. There shouldn't be, there shouldn't be any pressure. If you want to go out and dig for records or listen to music, you should do it however you want. There's, there's, there's kind of like a, a snobby, you know, air about, you know, uh, diggers and collectors and things like yeah. that. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way, you know. You're discovering music, like just, yeah. just you know, if you if you shop by the album cover and just you know and just take it home because you thought it was a cool cover, then fuck it, so be it. You know, you might find something great. You might. I've not. done I that remember. multiple times. Right. I'm definitely one of those. <laughs> I mean, all them old Cash Money albums in the um in the in the late '90s and early 2000s. I we started buying those because. Of they kind of look like no limit albums like yeah we didn't even listen to them yet we just knew they had cool covers and the homie that was in our our crew you know bought a juvenile 400 degrees because it looked like yeah. you know it looked like that and it, yeah. ended up being, it ended up being one of the greatest you know like records of those years like it's amazing know. what you'll find 
Never I'm know. definitely, I'm a meticulous. I go through every single one, but I start in the 99 cent bins and I dig through there and then I move my way to everything else. So, um, yeah, I love, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's one of my favorite hobbies to go do is to go dig through records and, and, and to read the credits on the records as well is one of my favorite, favorite things to do mm. and find those records that have some of the same, um, whether it's, you know, different studio instrumentalists who bounced around from different records and working with different artists or to like, you know, different other people who are involved in the production and stuff like that. It's just cool to find the different like connections and families of musicians and, and producers and stuff. So um, I, I geek out about it. <laughs> All right. Well, shoot, uh, we are getting towards the end of the hour here already. Um, it kind of went by a little quick for me um, and whatnot, but um, I just kind of want to open up the table to see if you had anything else that you kind of wanted to leave us off with, any other thoughts or anything else that you kind of wanted to throw a promo to. Mm, man, I just want to say thank you again for supporting, you know, the local scene and being a bridge for people, um, everybody out there in Seattle and actually every city, you know, on a on a on a mid lower level that's trying to get it up. You know, it really takes a community. It takes each other's support. Um, as hip hop artists, we're really uh, we're really um, competitive, and you know, people tend to like be afraid to to help. Um, or, or or support each other sometimes because they feel like it's it's a um, a moment for um, maybe weakness or something like that. But um, just I want to encourage everybody to you know try to come together more and make it happen because you know we're out here doing art. But if you're trying to turn this into um, you know a, a source of revenue, it takes you know some selflessness and some you, you know be, you 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 building with people you know and, I, and just people that. Um, that are doing it, like we said in the beginning of the podcast, selflessly and putting their necks out there to do it. You know, I applaud that. I love that. I encourage it. You know, so all the guys um, in Seattle, all city to city that are really trying to get it up from nothing and make something and work with um, work with the homies from cross town and this and that, and, you know, like, like, let's keep doing that. Support that. Besides that, tonight's show with DJ Fresh, Anthony Danza. Um, coming out soon it's going to be a great look for seattle um it's definitely going to be one of the best tonight shows you ever heard <laughs> all the tonight shows i know he's done a lot of tonight shows um with some great people currency included um yes. but this is going to be one of the best ones um, i'm excited i cannot wait yes so. And thank you. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to sit down and talk with me about everything. I know you're busy, 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 aren't we all? But um, but it's rad uh, to be able to take a moment and chop it up and reflect on some of the things that you've been doing. So I, I really appreciate it. And I can't wait. So the next time that we get a link up and talk and and hopefully get a chat in person as well soon, too, because those vibes are always good to do it in person. So come on. Well, appreciate you having me. Salute. Man, yes, I appreciate you. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in as well. Um, keep with me uh, next week. Uh, I believe I have Lily 
uh, an interview with Louis coming out next week. And then um, Blood Talks is actually moving to Saturdays after that. So um, I'm moving to Saturdays uh, for filming starting in June. Um, so it'll be a little bit easier on some people's schedules because <laughs> um, it's been uh, a little bit rough lately on Thursday afternoons <laughs> to get things popping. Traffic's been uh, hellacious. So um, it should be a cool, cool new day to start uh, filming on. So tune in on Saturday starting in June, y'all. But um, stick with me every week because uh, I got a blunt and uh, it's a different person to talk to every week. So thank y'all for tuning in, though. And uh, we'll talk with you soon, I'm sure. So later. Boom.